This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. Um, our own Andrew Juge was at the Greenbrier over the weekend, covering the Saints like Edward R. Murrow. And when he wasn't gambling, drinking, or ne- neglecting his kids, Andrew, you were breaking news all over the, the Twitters. Uh... You broke Victor Butler having a boot. You broke some Champ Bailey news. Uh, let's get to the injuries first. Uh, how concerned should we be? Uh, yeah, I was trying to. And the injuries, by the way, include Drew Brees with an injured pectoral that Kevin Held didn't know about oblique, until oblique. I mentioned it to him in the pre-show chat. Oblique, not oblique. pectoral. Oh, yeah. Oblique. Um. I think it's a little concerning. They're really, really banged up right now. And I don't know if that's just them being more cautious than ever with how they handle those injuries or if it's something more serious. But I don't know. In the grand scheme of things, it's a lot of starters. So that's that's even that makes it more concerning. And the offensive line in particular is has been hit really hard. But I think as long as these guys are ready for week one, I don't really care. And from what I can tell from all these injuries, none of them seem so serious that that's in jeopardy. Well, I, Kevin, I know you're not up to date on injuries. Yeah, but yeah, obviously. But, <laughs> but, but, but listen, but he, here's the thing. I follow a slew of people on Twitter. Now, granted, my, you know, my Twitter app isn't always on, but I check it a lot. And if, if, you know, if this thing was serious, I'd like to think that my that my timeline uh, would have melted if there was something seriously wrong with Drew Brees. Well, I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I would have I would have personally felt a disturbance in the force if something was really wrong with Drew. I Brees. feel like the I feel like the Nola media is on semi vacation and got owned by Andrew Juge this weekend. Now maybe Andrew disarms the Saints because he's got the two toddlers with him. And the wife at the Greenbrier, they don't know who he is, so they're just giving him news. But he got the Victor Butler scoop. Nobody else had it. He had Champ Bailey. Nobody else had it. He had news that, oh, by the way, Joe Morgan, yeah, that the thing they said the Saints said about his knee. No, it was really he completely wrecked his knee. It wasn't just one ligament. Andrew had it all. 
Andrew, so are like well, well, did you see the news media? Are they just at the bar hanging out on on vacay? Well, I think it's a couple things. So I was thinking about this, and first of all, I don't think there's really any other situation where you would have this kind of free reign access to players than when they're all staying together in the same hotel for multiple weeks. You know, they have nowhere to go on their off day. But just kind of hang out in the lobby in the middle at of the nowhere, resort, right? And they're yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere, and they're not allowed to go to the casino. So oh. the, yeah, there's only so many things they can do. And um, so I think you know, I think the access to players from just from a fan or really from anyone staying in the resort is as much access as you're ever going to have in any scenario, so any time of year, besides being in the, the buildings. Is What's that? Everybody's banned from the casino, or just the players? Uh, I never saw anyone in the casino that, yeah, so I don't know if it applied to the coaches, but I never saw them in there. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, again, I think it's it's one of those things where um, the access that you get to the players in that scenario is just more than you would get ever, because when they're in New Orleans, they're not going to be together in the same hotel. So um, that that was fortunate for me, and the Greenbrier is so expensive. I mean, the Times Picayune and WWL, they're just not going to pay to have all the reporters up there for a month, you know, in the <laughs> resort. So I think they're staying far away, and so. Um, uh, who 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 what uh, what stations are paying to have at the Greenbrier? None of them. None of them. No, I mean I saw Garland Gillen um, at the Greenbrier, but I don't think he was staying there. I think he was just kind of hanging peeking out, peeking his head, and yeah. That's that. You know what? I well, have, I half joked Kevin about getting Andrew a Kickstarter for next year, for this year to stay because he was breaking news left and right. I think that needs to be a thing. Like we need to go Kickstarter or GoFundMe. We need Andrew up there for three weeks. Andrew, we could win you a Pulitzer. Well, pretty much, you know, dude. Or Sammy. You know, or Sammy. What, what was what was eye opening to me was not only that the media was just so completely out of the loop on things that I was seeing right before my own very eyes, just, you know, by, by being around the players. Um, but it was just surprising to me that they don't really have inside sources at all. I mean, it, it's really impressive to me that Sean Payton has been able to keep this team under such a, um, I mean, w- with no leaks of anything, you know, no. that he's kept this he, team tight knit yeah. and they don't, they don't really talk, but, it's funny, like if you get them all in the same place and they run into a fan who asks for a signature and in passing, I just ask about injuries, you know, like, hey, what's going on? Are you all right? They, they don't really hold back. I mean, they're not really super, super secretive like you would expect them to be. They just kind of matter of fact. And now, of course, I didn't say who I was. And, you know, they, I wasn't saying, hey, I'm a blogger and I might post this online, you know, but um, yeah. And like you said, I think most of them were expecting that I was just some Joe Schmo fan with yeah, the and I mean, Kevin. Well, well, Juge, I, I, I hope you're looking forward to your browbeating phone call uh, from a Saints media coordinator and threats of Sean Payton calling you to yell at you about violating some sort of uh, policy. Hey, man, that's fine. Hey, Juge, um, how, much, how much money do we need for a GoFundMe to get you up in the Greenbrier for three weeks? That's like 400 bucks a night. Jeez! Oh, the Christ! Room. That's yeah. a ding for like a for like a for like a bottom of the line room. Yep. 
Holy shit! I was trying to talk to the wife into going to the Green Bar next year. What the Scott? That's Seattle prices. Jesus. Yeah, I think my bill for the whole, I think the four days I was there was uh, with meals, and I played tennis a couple times, so court time and stuff. I think it came out to a couple grand. Jesus, man. Oh, yeah. It was not a cheap trip. No. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, man. So we need, like, so you would But need... hell, man, I mean, as a Saints fan, it was worth it. First of all, the resort is amazing. And when you, when you include... The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just being around Saints players 24-7 for four days. I mean, that's that's kind of my dream scenario in terms of just having a fun weekend. So you would need like about, you would need like not, you would need like 10 grand to be at the Greenbrier for three weeks. We need th- I'm like, sure. I'm sure they would give you discounts if you had an extended stay. So we we probably need like about eight grand. Like GoFundMe, we we need like about eight grand. Well, yeah. I mean, four hundred. Well, hang on, four hundred times seven, twenty one hundred. No, twenty eight hundred times three. Uh, you're looking at uh, eighty four hundred. Yeah, but they give him a, like Andrew would say, they probably give him a discounted rate. But he's got to eat. Right, so yeah. maybe ten grand. Hey, ten grand, but like, I feel like, I feel like we could do that on GoFundMe or or Kickstarter. I think people would fund it. I mean, we we have during the year we have like about uh, ten thousand people that listen a month. All you gotta do is donate a buck, and now, we can have Andrew and I. Like, I would. Well, here's the thing. My, my my comfy day job is what affords me the luxury to pay for this vacation to begin with. Oh, yeah. And if you're going to do the Kickstarter thing, then uh, I'm not going to have that comfy job anymore. So oh, uh, not only is it going to cost my stay there, but it's also going to cost the money I would make doing my job. Yeah. Damn it. We need- All right. What if – okay. What if we did a Kickstarter to get you personally to go to the Greenbrier for eternity? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not for eternity. Where we, where we time it so that way you're there at certain times. Yeah, I like it. Like, yeah. could, you could, you could like, be onto like, something for next year. Like, could yeah. you use vacation time? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like we, because I, 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 I mean, I'm joking, but I'm being like, like I feel like you broke more news than everybody else. Now maybe the Saints would like catch on. They'd be like, dude, the tall, the tall. 
Well, if you follow these guys on Twitter, the the reporters, I mean, half the time those guys were. I mean, I, I'm I'm curious just how hard those guys are really working. They're I mean, not. I know they're typing. I know they're typing away, and I know they're spending a lot of time writing these stories. But I really think that most of the information they get is from the Sean Payton pressers, which you you and I both know is not much at all. Well, the best and, and, or the best story so far by any of the legitimate media is that that I, I forget his first name, but I think it's Vargas for the for the Advocate. Mm-hmm. He wrote a story about um, how the Saints have figured out how quick Drew Brees needs to throw the ball through analytics, and they train him when that certain time, I think it was like two point whatever seconds, when 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 it, they have an automatic buzzer that sounds at that as soon as it's like 2.6 seconds, and they train him not to throw the ball. They train him to – that's the time you need to scramble. So Sean Payton was combining – analytics with like some on-field theory and it was a great article and and uh nobody else has been even close to that yeah so you know i I think it's um i mean if you look at what they've been doing they've been fishing they've been kayaking they've been you know they've been skeet shooting they've been horseback riding so they're obviously enjoying their time in white sulfur springs and i don't get the sense that they're working that hard to uncover some big story I mean, Kevin, we're going to pound on the media, but I, but I feel like if WWL TV was like, Kevin, we want you to write us three Saint stories a day, and we're going to give you all the quotes from the press conference, but you're not going to be at the Greenbrier, but we're going to have you – you need to churn out three stories a day, and at a certain time, we're going to give you all the press conference footage. I feel like you could churn out the exact same thing than I'm getting from everybody else. Yeah, I mean, probably it would be it would be tedious and a pain in the ass for me, but I could oh, probably it wouldn't be that bad. You, all you'd have to do is just read between the lines by following the Twitter feeds of all the all the reporters to just figure out what happened at practice, who got injured, and then listen to the press conferences. I mean, hell, I could do that right now. I mean, I, I can go on NewOrleansSaints.com and listen to the Saints and to listen to the Sean Payton press conferences. I, I could belt out stories um, just based on the Twitter feeds of what was happening in practice without being there. Hell yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it can't be done, but for me, like, it would just be that much more that much harder for me. Like, I when I was doing those, I got bored to tears trying to write bland shit like I would always try and think of I mean I ended up writing at least half of it was bland shit I will come I will come clean on that oh dude oh dude I had no option but occasionally I would get I would get some fun nuggets and again I've told this I've told these stories before I'll keep telling them I got to talk to Gleason about his love of Pearl Jam I got to talk to Mike Carney about you know saving money and talking to rookies about saving their money and being careful of what they do and all that kind of shit. So anything, anytime you can talk about something other than football, that's, I, I think that's why shit. That's why I would want to be there. Well, hell I, I, a couple of weeks ago, people were, were bagging on like me and uh, Gilbert and uh, Wang and a couple of other boys are like, you ain't wrote shit yet for the preseason. And I, and I, I tweeted out, I was like, to me, like the preseason stuff is the hardest of everything to write. 
especially with the Saints now, because there's no gaping holes in the roster. So it's really hard to come up with ideas and especially like funny angles and stuff. Like during the year, the game recaps easy. Whatever happens, happens. You make a couple jokes and then they're playing the team next week. So it's sort of, it's easy, man. For preseason games every week, it's fucking hard to come up with original, interesting stuff. You know? Yeah, uh, I Dave's, agree. Dave's putting out fires. So, um, so, Kevin, I'll start with you. I'll start with this question for you because it's tailor-made for you. Um, what are the odds that in the pregame stretching and all that, Sean Payton goes up to Greg Williams, punches him in the stomach, knees him in the balls, cracks a chair over his back, body slams him, and says, CrossFit forever, motherfucker. Snitches get stitches. Uh, really, uh, my, the, my, my wrestling knowledge says that's entirely too much to do. Okay. Uh, basically, basically, it would be low blow while he's keeled over chair across the back and then stand over him and hold up an imaginary title belt and then drop it on him. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, point at him while you're backing out of the ring and backing up the entrance ramp. That's, that's your standard, uh, wrestler fare. Uh, Sean Payton, eh, he's got some of that CrossFit rage about him. So I think, uh, I'll go at least, I'll go as high as 10% chance of that happening. Andrew, ten ten percent high, too high or too low? Uh, too too high. Yeah, I, I think uh, Sean Payton made it clear in his uh, interview with the media today that I I think there's no. I mean, I think these guys genuinely hate each other. I mean, I think oh, they, Sean Payton holds a grudge and he despises Greg Williams and wants nothing. Sean Payton hold a grudge. Yeah, yeah, really. Done so, by I mean, that assertion. I think if they were, I don't, I don't think they'll make eye contact. Um, okay, I, I would so, rate so a, I would rate a ninety-nine percent chance that they will not make eye contact. Okay, will will the post-game hand? Okay, one, will the post-game handshake happen or pre, or pre-game handshake happen? And two, if any of that does, will it be as icy as Belichick and uh, Mangini and Mangini? There will be no shaking of hands. I I think I think Andrew's right. I would I would put the chance of a handshake as the same odds as him cracking a chair over Greg Williams' back. I think there's a better chance that Logan Kilgore will be the opening day starter at Atlanta than, oh my the, than these two Get guys. Get the Kilgore fever! <laughs> oh my god. I think they start Drew Brees with Ebola over Kilgore. Yeah. <laughs> There's Dave. Well, he, well, he is going to Atlanta, so he has a shot. Oh, my God. All right, so there we got our fearless leader, Dave, with us. Dave, the Drew Brees era. Are we clean. in the middle of the show? What's that? Yeah. Oh, all so, right. I have like Dave, 13% left on my phone, but I should be home soon enough. Okay, so, Dave, the, the Drew Brees era with his injuries clearly. It's oh, over. It's, it's over. It's He's over. Done. He's done. RG4, the era of RG4 has now been rung in. Get used to it, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how Dave sounded like Paul Lynn from from the old Hollywood Squares there. And then, Why don't you go take some more selfies of your naked body while you're working? So, 
Oh, that will never not get old. We got to get to Jerry Jones in a minute with his selfies, with his whores. Uh, yeah, I wish I could pull that off. <laughs> so, Dave, yeah. how good does Ryan Griffin have to play Friday to still be in the NFL on the Saints roster in September? <laughs> I, I think he's got some leeway. He's got four preseason games uh, to show what he's got. So he doesn't have to look like amazing this week. But um, Got to beat I, out I, Logan Kilgore, though. Uh, biggest game of his life? If he if, if he starts, Dave, isn't it the biggest moment of his life, Friday? If, he's, if he starts, it's the biggest moment of his life if he plays well. He can certainly – I think he can do a lot more good for himself than he can do damage. Um, so, I mean, if he plays great, then I think everybody's going to be talking about him. And uh, and that will certainly help his, his, his stock. But, I mean, if he plays average or, you know – Whatever. I mean, I don't think that's going to like be the decision, the deciding factor. But he, yeah, he no, but this, no, no, but this is his shot, man, because you got to think yeah, about this, this is way. His shot. Yes, he, this is, he's this not is he's shot. not going to blow it up with Strozier in the backfield and Andy Tanner and, and Sean Tavius. I mean, if he's throwing the guys like that with, with you know, Fanuku uh, blocking for him or whatever that guy's name is. I'm just saying, like, w- with the backups, there's there's only so high of a stat line he can put together if right. he starts. And he's playing with Colston and Brandon Cooks and Jimmy Graham and Pierre Thomas and some sort of makeshift starting offensive line. I mean, that's his shot. That's the best. He that's the best quality he's going to have around him. He, he needs to crazy. complete. He needs to complete a lot of passes. I mean, it's not going to be how many yards he throws or how many touchdowns he throws. You know, he he just wants to complete. You know, he wants to go like nine for ten or you know ten out of twelve or however long he plays you know he he just wants to complete passes get comfortable back there uh you know hopefully let his receivers do the work you know maybe a nice little screen to brandon cooks could go for 60 yards you never know so um i think so so dave just said he just needs to throw 90 percent completion percentage never mind the fact that the nfl record by drew Brees is about 70 well okay but that's for an entire game (laughs) well here's the here's the thing though you know Chase Daniel, he he got a ten million dollar contract, and he was barely. Really, is that how much he got? That he got he three so years. He got three years, ten million dollars from Kansas City, and he was moderately entertaining in the preseason. Like, I feel like with the weapons that the Saints have now, Kevin, call me crazy, but if Ryan Griffin plays good, he could be like an asset for the Saints and team. If teams are dumb enough to give Chase Daniel that money or trade for A.J. Feely or Kevin Cobb, I feel like Ryan Griffin, if he plays really good, could he be like a valuable thing that teams might not – not not this year obviously, but maybe next year or something like a team would say, hey, we'll give you a draft pick? Um, that's probably a stretch. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, I think so. I think so. I mean, you got to think of it this way. The Redskins were offered a third-round pick for Kirk Cousins, which they turned down. But he well, had what? Yeah, but, he, yeah, but, what did he have, one started, or two good games? Yeah, but he started regular. He played yeah. regular season games, though. Matt Schaub yeah. didn't know, and he got two number two picks for him. I'm just saying, if if this kid blows it up in a couple preseason games, teams are so desperate for quarterback talent. I think the Saints could very easily get a third-round pick for him next year fourth round yeah i don't know i would say at the not 
I would say it would take he would probably have to blow it up this preseason and be good next preseason and then a team would want it. But here's a yeah. here's a here's a good thing a good point that Dave brought up about Brandon Cooks. Um and here here's the issue. If you're the Saints and, and look, Andrew, you were out there. I mean he, he looks awesome. I've never heard Saints players Saints players gushing about a rookie like this. It was it, pretty incredible. I mean, they're like, he's fucking fast and awesome. I mean, most times veteran players are like, hey, he's pretty good. He's got a lot to learn. But they're like, holy shit, he's awesome. I mean, players, not f- fans, we gush all the time. Well, so we've seen question- this, but we've seen fast guys before. We've seen Stallworth, Devery Henderson. We've seen guys with speed, and that's nothing new. I think the difference is Brandon Cooks is at an actual football player. I mean, the guy has ridiculous football IQ, ridiculous skills. He has great hands. He kind of has that stop on a dime and hit the seam like ability that Sproles had, um, yeah. which you can't teach. I mean, some guys just have that, and that there's a difference there between quickness and speed. But um, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, he feels just like a real football player. He doesn't feel Wait. like just some star track athlete where you're, the Saints are, or you know, so many NFL teams just try to make it work with this guy that has tremendous speed but can't really do it. Um, if, he, he's he's the complete package. If I may, could you please explain quickness v speed? Um, I think the differences and so Devery Henderson, perfect example of a guy that had amazing straight straight line speed. Um, so in other words, he he could stretch a defense because you know, anytime he would run a, a seam route or a flag route, um, he would the high safety would have to run with him, and and in a straight line speed, he's going to win that race. But he didn't get in and out of his cuts that well. You know, he wasn't a guy that could make someone miss necessarily. Um, so Cooks just has that. And you see that with Sproles. Like, not only did he have great straight line speed, but he could juke guys. You know, he could cut on a dime. He could do those sorts of things that um, the gift, I, I think is a little bit of a difference between that and just pure the gifts of well, what's your 40 time. Yeah, the gifts on black and gold uh, review are unbelievable of Brandon Cooks at, at Oregon State. But, Kevin, this brings up a good point. Look. The gifs. Okay. So, Brandon Cooks <laughs> – I'm, I'm such a professional. It's not uh, happening. I know. Though – I keep X. <laughs> I'll get that right about to 2018. So, Brandon Cooks, he's looked awesome in training camp. He, he's, he busts like two 50-yard – plays a week so kevin if you're sean payton do you a hold brandon cooks back so atlanta and the rest of the league can't see anything and you just he's out there but you don't really throw him anything you hold him back during the game or b do you set a like three or four plays specifically for him so mike smith will shit his pants (laughs) what's the best way to go (laughs) oh See, I was totally, I was totally leaning the keep him cloaked in secrecy, but the idea of Mike Smith shitting his pants, uh, <laughs> too much, just too much. Yeah, it's 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 almost too much. It's almost too much. And actually, I want to go ahead and and uh, and throw out my my requisite tasteless joke that there are more people in the city of Atlanta with Ebola than the Falcons has Super Bowl appearances. No! <laughs> Burn! There are more people with Ebola that are going to watch Hard Knocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did that start this week? Did it that start tonight or this week? I think it's on right now, no? Yeah. What? I yeah. got rid of the HBO when Game of Thrones ended. 
It's coming back again. Yeah. So um, before we get <laughs> you just, to, before, before you just we renew your HBO subscription around whenever Game of Thrones is in season. Yeah, that's what I do. I just you call, <laughs> get it, and you keep it for three months, and then you get rid of it. <laughs> I mean, I I mean I could theoretically I could like download it on my computer and illegally and not pay for it at all, but that's just too much trouble. I like to watch it on the TV. I like to watch it on my big screen. Plus, then you got the virus risk. Yeah. And you only want to risk the virus for porn. So before we get to the rest of the thing, look, we, Kevin's idea to start a fantasy football league. And we have people that want to play in our fantasy football league. We do. We do. We, we have a bunch of people. And I'm, I'm, so I'm telling all the people that have contacted me on Twitter and listened to the podcast, if you want to join the fantasy football league, nice. go to Chronic Podcast. Uh, chronicpodcast.podbean.com click on the donate button <laughs> donate $20 $10 goes to fund the podcast and $10 go to the league for the pot for the winners and we'll go up to 12 people for the league and you can play with me Andrew and Kevin and but not Dave but not Dave because Dave doesn't want to play and uh, if we get 10 people we will have a league, and you can play, and we'll make fun of what each other. What if we get 20 people? Well, I'm gonna. If we if we get 20 people, we'll have a 20 person league, and it'll be no, 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 no. It's a 12 person. Oh, no, league. no, first, no. First come, first serve. First serve, first come, first serve. I'll send you the refund on PayPal. We get to 12. Okay, you can do that. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. We're not we're not gonna have 20 people dropping 20 bucks on no. this podcast. You no, don't know. We've got we've got we've He's so far confident. so far we've got. We've got ten, I think, that we could have, including us. So, but I can't. I can't believe Dave is not playing in this. What's wrong with you? It gets crazy. You know, I'm not going to be one of those people who plays in seven fucking fantasy football leagues, and I have no idea what's going on in six of them. (laughs) It's too too much. It's too much. I like to be in one, maybe two, and just focus on that one and dominate the league. That the one or two leagues that I'm in. I I like to spread myself too thin. I don't. But but you know, Dave, you know. That Kevin I, I is. Don't want to embarrass you, you, you know, Kevin is is start dude on bye week guy. So that, <laughs> no, that right actually, no, I'm not. Win. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, let me tell you, I I have won. You're too, you're too busy taking naked selfies to actually adjust your lineups and man whoring across the greater. Let, let me tell you something. I get back. Look. I'm like fucking Pacino in Godfather 3. I got out of fantasy football. This has pulled me back in. And now that I'm back in, guess what's going to fucking happen? Everybody's going to get whacked in the end, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kevin. Everybody is getting whacked in the end. All right? If you think think Sean Orleans cuts a fucking promo, wait till you hear Kevin Sean Held do a couple of victory laps in a fantasy football league. Wow. Wait for that. And a, a teaser. If you join our, if All right, join, shots fired. If you join our fantasy league, uh, we will have people that come on. If you play in our league and you beat one of us head to head, you can come on the podcast and gloat for thirty seconds. So that's another teaser to join the league. So, besides, we need to we need to we need to fund this bitch. <laughs> is there any way we can find a way to make sure uh, Kevin has Ryan as his quarterback? <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
We'd have to do some collusion during the draft to make that happen. So uh, we should we should force Kevin to name his team the, the Rick Venturis. Fuck <laughs> off with that. <laughs> I played in a World Cup uh, pick'em pool, and my uh, my team name was Two Girls One World Cup. <laughs> very very solid. Uh, so let's get to some Twitter questions. Uh, or is is there is there anything going into this game Friday that we we missed? We touched on Sean Payton hating Greg Williams. We touched on Griffin. We touched on whether to play whether to to scare the shit out of Atlanta with Brandon Cooks. Uh, is there anything else that we're that we that we're overlooking, Andrew? You're the guy with the, the roster knowledge. Did we talk well, about Greg Williams? I, we did. Yeah, we we okay. did. Um, I think the main thing is in games like this, we, we pretty much, I mean, there, there's always one or two surprises, but we pretty much know the guys that have the roster spots, you know, the good players. And so I think that the bubble players, um, it really shakes out mostly to special teams ability. So, you know, who are the guys that are making the tackles? Who are the guys that are getting the holding calls or making big mistakes? Um, and, and special teams coverage units, blocking units. Um, the, those are the guys that, you know, make and break their careers in terms of making the lower end of the roster. So um, that, that's kind of what I pay attention to just to kind of see who's making the tackles, who's making the plays. Seems like insignificant and little, but those are the guys that are filling out the roster for me. Fun prediction time. Dave, uh, I know we don't give a shit about winning or losing, but uh, nope. Come ne- come next week when we do this podcast again on Tuesday. What random Saints player are we going to be talking about, and is going to be the hot guy that everybody's going to be writing features on and talking about and gushing over? And you can't pick Brandon Cook. It's got to be some random Saints dude. Ah, uh, you know I'll go with since he's been having a good training camp. So I'll go with Pierre Warren. God damn it, Dave. That's the only guy I knew. <laughs> now I'm like going to be held. I'll go with Pierre Warren. Now I'm like held. I got to find the roster. I think uh, I think what everybody really wants to know is whether Kevin Held is going to fork over the five bucks to go to the game or not, since it's in St. Louis. I'm not forking over money to go see that in person. Okay. Right. I'm not. Not. Yeah, you hear that, Dave? He's not interested in the RG4 I, era. I, he's missing out, bro. You could have said you could have been telling your grandkids you were there when RG4 got his start. Kevin, what player? What Saints <laughs> player are we going to be gushing about next week? Flanders! <laughs> Flanders! All right. The game's out of hand already. The Saints are up 75-3. to three. <laughs> Shut up. Don Payton points a, a chiseled, sinewy, cross-fitted finger down the bench and says, Tim Flanders, your time is now. <laughs> Boom! One touch. 83-yard touchdown run. Leads the highlights on SportsCenter. Would Sean Payton run it up in a preseason game just to give William, Greg Williams the, the bird? Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a possi- that's a possibility held, I think. Oh, I don't yeah. think Sean Payton can be too upset with Greg Williams. One, Greg Williams got him a Super Bowl. And two, Sean Payton probably knew a little bit something about what was going on. Uh, so I don't think Sean Payton really has any right to be that upset with Greg Williams. But, but he is. But he is. <laughs> In our pretend world, he is, yeah. 
I think he is. Andrew, give me your random Saints guy we're going to be talking about next week. And do you think the Saints will run up the score, if possible? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to go full-on Spurrier um, just just because. <laughs> just it's because. Uh, We're talking halfback passes in the fourth quarter up 50. Um, but um, my guy, I think I'm going to go with Marcus Ball, the Canadian sensation. Ah, that was silly. <laughs> well, this isn't even fair because because Juju got to actually watch these guys in person. So I know, right? Fuck. Not fair. God damn it. I've got my guy though. I got my guy. Uh, Andy Tanner, baby. I know he's oh. an old being a goodie, but old Andy Tanner's gonna catch a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter. A couple of touchdowns. A couple Dude? of touchdowns. A pair. And you're going to get, like, about four articles next week that this is going to be the year that Andy Tanner finally makes the roster. And, of course, he will not. I think the server for Saints Report will explode if that it happens. Would. Twitter, would tur- Twitter would just turn into a black hole, uh, and the world would cease to, end, cease to exist if Andy Tanner caught two touchdowns. But uh, now – Gentlemen, this is the part of the podcast where we go to the Twitter questions. Uh, this is from Skooks. Kevin, what are the odds of mountaintop football skeet shooting becoming becoming an Olympic event in time for Rio? I sadly think it's not going to happen. Uh, I wouldn't send Drew Brees down there because I'd be worried about the uh, infrastructure collapsing on him <laughs> and injuring his other oblique. So... <laughs> Uh, so Do you have two obliques? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. They're like kidneys. Yeah. Yep. This this is actually an interesting question from Eric, and uh, I'm going to start with Dave, but I think we all answer this one. This is a really interesting one. Do you think that the Saints have been underachievers since they've only been to the NFC Championship game once in the Peyton era, or does the Super Bowl neg- – negate the other years i'm gonna before everybody answers well, I'm hold on gonna, hold on they've been in the nfc well, they've championship been there twice. twice they've been to the yeah. one other time besides the super bowl is what he's saying oh, okay so have the saints underachieved in the sean payton era before you answer i'm just going to remind everybody the saints have never lost a playoff game under sean payton to a higher seeded team So, so Dave, have the Saints underachieved in the Sean Payton era? No, I mean I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, my heart says no, but then I, I keep thinking back to 2007 and 2008, and those years were mediocre at best, um, and they still had Drew Brees and a, and a fairly talented squad. I feel like those two years were sort of wasted and they definitely could have done more with those two years. But I mean, you know, going to the division division round in the playoffs uh, a couple of times is, is nothing to laugh at. Um, so, uh, you know, I would say underachieved. N- no, I-, I don't think so. Kevin, have they underachieved? No, <laughs> no, I, I, this, this team was not national. This team was not relevant. It wasn't. It wasn't. I loved the team, and the team wasn't relevant until uh, until 2006. How many playoff trips? 
How many trips to the playoffs? Five. Is it five? Right. How many? How many fucking? How many playoff wins did this franchise have before Sean Payton and Drew Brees showed up? One. Right. How many times did they even get to the NFC Championship game? None. How many Super Bowl trips? How many Super Bowl wins? How many? How many 5,000-yard passers? How many elite offenses did this fucking team have? The answer is dick. <laughs> the answer is dick. Okay, but I think the question, Kevin, is still value, va- valid because all of these things that you're rattling off, yet they only have one Super Bowl win to show for it. So I think, with the top, I think that's, with the right, so I think that still begs the question is then have they underachieved? They have, okay, they have all okay, the talent okay. and they uh, still don't uh, do what they're supposed to do. Okay, the closest then, – then I guess the closest sports comparison would be able to say, oh, they're like the Atlanta Braves. The Braves went to like 13 straight playoffs and only won one World Series. The only, or the Bills. Or, or, or the no, Bills, maybe. But, but here's the thing. The NFL is arguably the most – excuse me – is arguably the most uh, – oh, what the hell's the damn Brand. word? Parody. Uh, uh, there's parody. There's more right. parody in football right. than any other. There is exactly. There is far more parody in football than in than in any of the other major leagues. Far more. Limited limited number of games being played. So the whole anything can happen is absolutely true. I mean, the, you know, fucking the 2010 season uh will absolutely would absolutely bear that one out. So I, I I don't know. I mean, one, two, three, five, five trips to the playoffs in in eight years. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's that's what I keep coming back to. See, I, I feel like five trips in, in eight years. That's why yeah. that's why I feel like they're not necessarily underachieving. I mean, they've 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 found success uh, for many most of those years and many years. Um, they may not have had the the ultimate success of winning a Super Bowl all of those years, but. Um, but they've been in the hunt on a regular basis. Uh, I mean, that, that's my. That's why I don't think necessarily they've under they've underachieved. Well, and Andrew, before I let you answer, I'll say this: I don't think they've underachieved because they haven't lost any home playoff games. So you don't have any years where you look at them and you're like, "Man, they had home field advantage and they flushed that down the toilet." See Atlanta Falcons. You know, <laughs> the worst you can say is. They were 11 and five in 2010. Had to go on the road to Seattle and lost to a seven and nine team. You could say that's their biggest playoff disappointment. That you could say they should have won that game. But to me, they they have completely. I guess you'd say they completely achieved. Uh, and I say that just because they haven't lost any home playoff games. Andrew, you go ahead. Yeah, I agree with what you said, and I think, um, well, first of all, I'd like to present as evidence uh, the team's win-loss record from 1967 to 2005. <laughs> um, secondly, I think when you look at the team, you know, we talk about 2007-2008, the defense in both of those years was horrific. I don't see how you could expect that team to achieve, even with a Drew Brees, to achieve much better than that because – Regardless of whether or not you have an elite passer, if your defense is terrible, you're going to lose games. So, I mean, the only year I can really look back at and, and have regrets, 
really is, is 2011. I mean, that, that team could have won that game in San Francisco, and had they done so, I think they you would be, could? be They could have, and I think uh, – I, I thought you said should. <laughs> well, well, yeah, they should have. And then, you know, I think they beat the Giants at home the following week and, uh, you know, maybe get to another Super Bowl. So that that's probably in the Sean Payton era, the one season that, that stings the most um, that I felt like, you know, that, that they left something on the table. So, you know, and you're going to have that, you know, when you're that close and you're playing good teams on the road in the playoffs, sometimes that happens. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I don't think they've really blown it any season. I think the one time uh, they were really set up to win the whole thing they did. <laughs> and, you know, and you mentioned the home playoff wins and always, and always winning at home. The playoff. I mean, even, even their perfect home record last season. I mean, that's as a fan that gets to go to all the games. It's kind of awesome that yeah, it's like a big last deal. season, you, every game you go to in the dome, you know, they're going to win. Uh, and it, and that, that's kind of nice as a fan. I, I, I don't think a lot of us maybe appreciate that. The last time they lost a game in the Dome, Rob Ryan was the defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's 2000. It's when, when's the last time Sean Payton lost the game? That's in the it. Dome? October 2010. Wow. I mean, so if the Saints can get to if the Saints can get to November of this year without losing a home game, they'll have gone four fucking years without Sean Payton losing a home game in the Dome. Uh, Kevin, this is a wrestling That's question. That's pretty sick. That is. This is a wrestling question from from Wang. Sean versus Greg. Who's the first to jump into the ring with a steel chair and bad intentions, Junior or Joe Lawn, to help? Ah. Uh. So we're looking at outside interference. Uh, I'm assuming no DQ stipulation. Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, why am I brain farting? Why Junior. am I brain farting? Not Jolon Dunbar. Junior. Junior Galat. Yeah, I'm saying Junior Galat. Does he tweet about it as he's doing it? Uh, I think I can see. Yeah, Junior Galat's gimmick would be he's he tweets something before he does anything, so he's never able to really get a surprise attack on most people. So yeah. He pulls out his phone, tweets at it, and Greg Williams is able to see him doing it. And then Greg Williams uh, does a uh, over-the-top rope tope. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that's perfectly fine. The three of you that actually watch wrestling and get that, you're welcome. All right. Uh, Dave? I, I, I think uh, Greg Williams reads Junior Gillette's tweet and then immediately texts it to Jeff Duncan. <laughs> And then waves, and then Sean Pamphlon, who's in the front row, immediately starts <laughs> nagging Junior Gallette about how hitting another human being with a chair will give him a concussion and alter his life forever. <laughs> and then and then Sean Pamphlon tries to interfere. Steve Gleason runs him over. <laughs> that would be – You're a, welcome, that, America. That would be a hell of a lot more entertaining than that game Friday is going to be. Uh, Super Saiyan Saint asks, when do we start defying Juge? Uh, for giving us Bootgate, uh, it's already started, man. We did that at the beginning of this podcast. Juju's right, running circles around the. We're 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 this close to starting a Kickstarter campaign for uh, Training Camp 2015 for Juju. Uh, all right, this is a question, Dave. Uh, what are the chances Benson is having uh, breathing problems at the Greenbrier because he's stressed that he just saw those Jerry Jones picks with the horse? 
Um, I have not seen this Jer- these Jerry Jones picks, so I'm going to need to look that up. But uh, I am getting a little concerned for the old man. Uh, I feel like it's becoming uh, more frequent that he's having these uh, episodes. Yeah, trips to the hospital or, or you know whatever, falling down, collapsing, hitting his head. Um, so. You know, I'm a little concerned. Take it easy, Tom. What, what is he in West Virginia for anyway? He doesn't need to beat this. It's his team, man. He wants to watch. Who gives a shit? He, he, if, if, first, if I'm Tom Benson, I'm like. You want to be in doing... New Orleans in 100 degrees? Nah, no, I'm going to be on a fucking beach in Bora Bora, you motherfuckers. I mean, what the hell? Why, why, you know, what are you going to be. <laughs> What are you going to be hanging out at the Greenbrier for? Uh, I mean, really and truly, I, I, you know, I would just make a phone call to Peyton once a week. How are we doing? Okay, good. How are we doing? How we doing? How we doing, buddy? How we doing, Skip? Did we win this week? Great. Okay, we lost. Okay. <laughs> uh, Did we uh, win? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I thought that's what Rita was for in the first place. Rita's supposed to be the one taking the trips to West Virginia. Tom's supposed to be relaxing, taking it easy. Uh, I've seen his house. I really don't even know why he needs to even leave his home. To be honest with you, it looks it looks like a uh, it's got everything he needs. What was the original question? Uh, well, it was just it was just an excuse <laughs> to bring up it was just an excuse to bring up the Jerry Jones uh, photos. Oh yeah, the Jerry Jones. Okay, yeah. Let me. No, I I forgot that I even was supposed to be looking for those. You can just Google Jerry Jones and it should be one of the top news results. That's what I'm doing. But I had a brain fart and I actually typed in Jim Jones. Way different results. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be a Cowboys fan, you almost have to be. (laughs) Andrew. Um, Actually, Jerry Jones. Do I have to type in Jerry Jones whores? No, it's Jerry Jones. (laughs) Oh, because I get regular pictures for Jerry Jones. Uh, Andrew, What's is it this? true that Jerry Jones hasn't been around that much talent since Jimmy jo- Jimmy Johnson was picking players for him? <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> well played. You could argue Bill Parcells. Yeah, maybe. That's true. That's true. I mean, uh, do we re- – like, is, is, like is that like a step too far on the internet, Kevin, that like we don't want to see 70-year-old Jerry Jones grinding up on some 20-year-old? Is this like a bridge too far for the internet to go? Yeah, absolutely not. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I, do not, I do not wish to see photos of Jerry Jones or of that prick in Washington or you know, had Al Davis – if Al Davis was still with us, of seeing Al Davis with basically any other human beings. Uh, just photos of the NFL owners. Look, the NFL owners are supposed to just be old white guys in suits. That's it. They're not supposed to be slick. They're not supposed to be pleasant looking. They are supposed like like when when people make jokes about the secret like ultra con- some sort of secret ultra conservative cabal that runs the world. That's the picture that you're supposed to imagine. A bunch of crusty old white dudes sitting at a big conference table discussing how to get the most out of people for the least amount of money. I don't know. Isn't that the – what do they call that? The Bilderberg Group? That's what Alex Jones always talks Look, about. Look, if I've got to go on Twitter and I've got to put up with Kevin's naked selfies. Um, but I'm not least, naked! The least Twitter can give me back in return for suffering through this is Jerry Jones with some hot babes. They were pretty hot. I mean – uh, I haven't even seen the picture yet. But. Who's <laughs> is any? I just it, saw them. Who? And I mean, they look 
Yeah, they're hot. And they're they they are not they are not like Dallas hot. I mean, what are we talking? They're here? they're. I mean, and they are. Yeah, I've seen blonde. them. I just I just like hearing the modifiers. They are not young, enough. and they are not milfs. They are young. I mean, they look like they do this for a living. They probably do. <laughs> Well, it is Jerry Jones, after all. What media person will have the courage to ask Jerry about that? Jerry's going to bring it up. <laughs> you know Jerry's going to bring it up. He'll have him in the box the next NBC game. Shit, I bet, I mean, Je- like I bet Jeff Duncan's on a flight to Fort Worth right now. <laughs> Jerry, like, you have only yourself. The girl looks like she's going to the bathroom. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like she's, I think she's got her pants down. And she's like on the toilet or something. Oh my god! I don't know. That's a little, that's a little over the line. Uh, Chaos. So, so Dave, you'll have the uh, before we get out of here. You know, Andrew. What, what, has, I mean, what, what, go what? to go to Andrew's site. Seriously, people, his Greenbrier coverage is it's better than what you're gonna get at Nola, and his breakdowns are it's, it's, he's just better than than what you can get anywhere else. And if you haven't checked it out. Fucking go there. Y'all motherfuckers should have hired Juge. Should have. Jesus. When we get the Kickstarter thing, they'll steal them from us. Uh, Dave, never. You'll have never. The, you'll have the, uh, you'll have the uh, open thread for the games and such. What else do you have the rest of the week? Um, where is it? Uh, JR tomorrow will um, be asking the question whether the 2014 Saints are too old to win it all. This year, boo, and you know how Jr. likes to boo. get his hands dirty with. Stats. Oh, Dave, Dave. By the way, uh, I I met uh, one of your writers on uh, at the group. Oh yeah, Ride. John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He told me. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Good dude. <laughs> yeah, I met him. He came in. Uh, he came into my store right as he started uh, writing for me. Okay. So Kevin, will you uh, be tweeting out uh, selfies of yourself all the way up until kickoff? Or yeah, writing yes, column? yes, I will. Because now that you motherfuckers brought up, dared to, uh, you know, slander my good reputation and character. Good reputation. You, you want to tweet? You want to tweet about nude selfies? I will give you nude oh, selfies. Oh my. You prick, dude. I don't want to have a couple of well placed. I don't want to have a couple of well placed tennis rackets, perhaps. I don't want to. I don't want to you, help. But I'll do it. You I'll can see it. through tennis rackets. Oh my god. Yeah, but you know, well placed. No, oh, it'll be. Or it'll do like Austin Powers, where it'll like hold the thing of. Right. Exactly. It'll be stuff uh, like that. That was good reverse psychology. Because I'm Direct really excited. Thing. I'm really excited about this now. I'll direct message him to Juge. Oh my. <laughs> Here's a scoop for you. It'll be me in a walking boot. <laughs> All right. My, my direct message this is saved only for Jonathan Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Jay Goody? <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be the center uh, against Atlanta, right, Andrew? God, I hope so, man. So, so for Juge, for Dave, for uh, Kevin and his selfies, uh, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Uh, find us on Twitter and enjoy the game. And uh, until next week, be safe. RG4, Hera. <laughs>
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.